This week's show is brought to you by Miracle Made. Alright, now you guys, Brad and Alex, you know I like a lot of things, but I'm going to reveal a little bit about myself here. I really like sleeping. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm like, it's, oh, yeah. A, it's in my top three. Of it's a great I thing enjoy. to do. Wait, hang on. Eating, sleeping, and? Sleeping. Again. Okay. It's, All right. it's it's mostly sleeping, then eating, then sleeping Got again. Got it, yes. Got sleep, it. get up, eat, then you get back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. If I could eat while I'm sleeping, I would probably do that, too. Sleep, eat, sleep, repeat. Got it. Yes. And luckily for me, Miracle Made has sheets just for me. Because did you know that traditional bed sheets can harbor more bacteria than a toilet seat? And I'll tell you what I don't like, sleeping on a damn toilet seat. I would rather sleep in some nice sheets. I don't know, man. Have you tried it? Unfortunately, yes. And it's not my style. I won't ask you to elaborate. (laughs) Inspired by those punks at NASA, Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics and makes temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It has self-cooling properties. The sheets that are infused with this silver prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, leaving them to stay cleaner and fresh three times longer than other sheets, and no more gross odors. Only the best odors in my sheets. You can go to trymiracle.com slash nextlander to try Miracle Made Sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo nextlander at checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to miracle.com slash nextlander and use the code nextlander to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash nextlander to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made, for sponsoring this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Thursday. Yeah, no, it's there. The official Thursday version uh, of the Next Lander podcast. It's there. It's somewhere. I did there's, the there's hottest an, and latest version hey, you, you know, can possibly get. You know, some might say that Thursday is a fine day to record a podcast. Thursday Thursday is It'll a never fine work. day uh, to record a podcast. We are here. Uh, sorry, we're a little bit late on the actual uh, posting of this one. We are recording that. We usually record these on a Wednesday, and then they go up on the Patreon, and then they go live Thursday morning. We had some scheduling stuff that we were a little out of our control. And we are trying to navigate. We are staying nimble and we are staying flexible in uh, in a time of rigidity. Next lander is flexible. Mm-hmm. That's, That's right. Uh, Adaptable. Like trees in the wind. Uh, let's see. Like bamboo swaying in the breeze with there some wuxia fighters yeah. flying through it. That's right. right. I, like I feel like there's pitch. some wuxia flying through my head right now. Mm-hmm. But uh, time is uh, time is a construct so it's whatever time is the appropriate time for the next yes. lander podcast uh, yes unfortunately since we live in a causal universe and experience time linearly uh-huh it's not here, our fault here we are with late podcast blame 
the cosmological constant. <laughs> uh, I blame God. I'll tell you what, though. Some stuff worked out, and we're going to get to it a little bit later. We're going to talk about Resident Evil 4, Crime Boss. Uh, I got to get in some Lunark and Dredge because those released on Thursday morning, the day we're, uh, we're recording this. So I got to play some of those this morning, and they're awesome. Oh, Lunark. Uh, yeah, that yeah. game. Right. I know. It's great. That uh, game. Hellgeneers, and uh, we're, we're going to touch on uh, Chia 2. Chia as yeah. well. Chia 2, yeah, Chia. not Chia 2, the sequel. Chia as well. Uh, before we get into that, I'm also going to say we uh, we yesterday we we swapped some stuff around. We recorded some stuff for next week, or sorry, the week we're taking off, which means in our heads, we record a lot of podcasts in this week, so <laughs> we have talked a lot. I don't know if I have anything left to banter about like at least two things that i talked about that on that ramble cast i also want to talk about on this podcast and then you're going to hear them again for the first time in like two weeks um i who think said, we're breaking time who said, I yeah, messed who, it up. Wait, who, who said time was linear actually yeah i think you'll hear me say on the ramble cast that'll go up in two weeks that uh, I'm excited to finish up Chia, which mm-hmm. I finished up last night. Cool. Uh, and then you'll just have to map it back. Did you do it at 60 frames per second? I don't know if there's an option to, or to, is it just... You have to toggle it. You it do? Is, okay. Yeah, I didn't see it. I looked in there. Okay. I didn't see it. It's at the so, bottom of... I free. Anyway, should we just talk about that game since we already brought it up? They, uh, that game's yeah, cool. let's jump into Still? it. Chia. I, uh, I don't have they, a lot to say about it other than... Um, well, you go ahead. There, you, there, there was kind of a big hubbub when that game shipped among yeah. the... Consolati, what is the? Help me out here. The, sure. Yeah. Trying to. I'm yes. trying to think of like what's the the console equivalent of a glitterati or a literati. Help me out here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the con- uh, yeah. Consolati is con- pretty good. The, um, the consultariat. Okay. Okay. The consulate. I, I like it. Um, okay. Sure. Okay. The console zeist. The z- yeah, okay, zeist. Sure. Yeah, the, 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 the game geist. <laughs> The game geist said <laughs> that's, a, that's, that's a ghost. That's a ghost of uh-huh. gamers past. Yes, the the site game. Okay, the, we're getting further away. Yes, site site Um, uh, okay. Video games. She, uh, 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 there were there were some people. Fox Consuli. Okay, here we go. That's here we fucking go. terrible. I love it. <laughs> <sighs> um. Yeah, the Zuchia looks great. It's like a really nice looking game. Yes, very pleasant, very tropical. Actually, there was something that I didn't think to mention last week something about having an open world that is a tropical island is extra great to me okay that was actually something i low-key really liked about the just cause games Mm. was they were just so damn pretty and relaxing you know all that like beautiful water and trees and hills and until you zip tie people to rockets and just kind of let them go but well that just that just that that increases the beauty by (laughs) (laughs) anyway chia very chill and nice looking uh anyway some people were some people were not thrilled that that game shipped without it's like 30 FPS and kind of inconsistent at that. But they just out of nowhere on PS5, like within less than a week, have have patched a flawless 60 frames per second mode in. OK, but it uh, is a toggle opt in. Yeah, you, to have, 60? To go, yeah, okay. you have to go turn it on. Uh, but yeah, super smooth. And that game just looks extremely pleasant. So is there some vis- visual trade off that it's, is happening? Uh, it's 1080p. They, they okay. dropped the resolution to 1080p. But uh, nice to have the option for people who want it. But I don't have a ton more to say about it. I played a little more of it. I just like how breezy that game is because like, you know, you need to recharge your soul energy. You just find a food stand and eat. There's no economy. Yeah. Like you don't have to pay money for the food or you eat a walk. coconut. Right. Oh, oh, really? Oh, yeah. I just I, you slam that coconut against oh, the tree I, and then you just eat it. 
I, I had wondered if that was the case. I just hadn't bothered because I was like, that would be too generous. Surely they're not because coconuts are everywhere in that game. And I was like, surely they're not just going to let you recharge your energy off of any tree that's right next to you. It's uh, any any fruit you can eat. I think oh, some of no. them have other fruits. And also you can you could just eat at a um, a fire if you yes, are there. Also, yes, there. also at a fire. But yeah, you know, it's just it's so like chill like it's forgiving it is a yes, forgiving it's just game. super forgiving there are very low barriers to doing whatever you want um i will say it has some darker moments in it which are kind of unexpected uh there's definitely a, a turn at the end there that i was like oh okay sure all right we're just gonna go with this uh and some of the encounters at the end feel a little tedious uh, where I was like, all right. I mean, you don't have to burn all of the uh, cloth soldiers to accomplish stuff, but if you don't, that mechanic where you get wrapped up in cloth, it can be super annoying when you're just mm -hmm. like, I just need to throw this thing at this thing. Stop wrapping me up in cloth. I also hit a bug where if I destroyed a soldier near the end of uh, a zone, they would become invisible and just, just snipe me uh, constantly. That being said, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's got a good epilogue. I think it's got a good, put you back in the game, uh, mechanic. It's got good vibes. It's got good vibes, except for a little bit of the dark stuff, but even with the dark stuff, it's trying to keep those vibes pretty high. I think everyone could use some good vibes. Yeah. Good vibes. It's, um, it's a little longer than I thought, but maybe that's because of what I felt was a little padding uh, on some of the areas, but I think they're trying to give you the tools the uh, mobility tools, whatever you need to shorten or to make it less of an obstacle to get where you want to go. It was funny. I think it was last week, Alex, you mentioned like, well, at least you're not sailing for, you know, this whole back half of the game, uh, uh, kind of wind waker style. And there, I think immediately when I jumped in, I was up to a part where I just had to do this really long sailing trip. And of course it made me think of you saying famous that. last like, words, right? Yeah. I was like, Whoa, this is really going on for a long time. The sailing trip here. Uh, Chia uh, that is out now. That's 30 bucks on the PS4, PS5 and on the P Oh, did it come to the PC? I think it's on the PC. It's on Epic. Yes. Epic. That's epic, right. epic only. It's on, it's also on PlayStation plus extra. I want to say is the oh, tier extra which is the second they, one, right? They still have those, right? Yeah. The tech yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're still doing that. Okay. I believe yeah, extra is something that could go one. away, I think, and and be like, hmm. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how that's doing. I don't know. Good on Chia. I hope to hear more from that studio. It's a, it seems like a small team, and in the credits, it seems like a smaller, smaller team, um, and I think they put out a solid product. So, good on them. All right, before we take a break, let's jump into Resident Evil 4. Yes. As well, small team, just a mm. bunch of scrappy yep. people uh, going out there. Up, upstart uh, upstart franchise. That's, you know, Indie horror is very big these days. Uh, you may have heard of the company, they're, Capsule Command. They are... Uh, starting Starting at 4 is weird for a new franchise, but... It's, it's weird. It's not I mean, even the first four. three didn't really hit. No one really knew they came out, like... This oh, is four-player, okay. though, right? Yeah. You can do four people yes. at the same time. Oh, that's yeah. where it comes from. Okay. No, this is Resident Evil 4 Remake. Are they calling it Remake? No, no, it's just Resident, Resident Evil 4. 4. Oh, database, non database nightmares so, are what these are. For the first time in my life, I'm going to say that is an error on their part. <laughs> they should, Someone should have put the word Remake in that shit. It's, uh, two had the Remake, right? No. It, no, it was they've, just all, they've all just been okay. RE2, okay. RE3. Okay, so they've been making this mistake for a while. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was R-E-Make. Is that not nope. Nope. in the branding? Okay. Nope. Bastards. Uh, 
Resident Evil 4, a hell of a Resident Evil game when it came out. Um, Resident Evil 4 kind of turned the franchise, and correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, my sentence is going to be into more of an action game. Landmark. Uh, landmark release. Like landmark one of, one release. Of, one of the most important games of all time. Or influential. Influential. That's what I mean. Like, I don't think, you know, whether you consider this good or bad is a personal matter of opinion, but... I don't think we have the entire like 360 generation of third person shooters the way we do. Definitely wouldn't be here without being there. Yeah. It's um, so with resident evil four remake, I feel like they have tuned this baby up into its prime form. This is a lot of fun so far. Yeah. uh, Are you playing on PC or a console? No, I'm on PS five. You are my my PC still not up to the task at the moment. How is your, I was trying to figure out where I wanted this and I did a little reading and then some folks were saying that the aiming on the PS4 and and, and on the consoles had a little bit of a problem with the dead zone uh, and so I decided maybe I just stick with the PC for the mouse I, aiming. Yeah, I oh, are you playing with keyboard and mouse? Like I um, I I have not dialed in the controls on PS5 the way I want them. Okay. And it's not just an aiming thing. There's also something about this, the movement of Leon that feels like stiff and weird to me. Like, is it like different than how you feel like it should be playing or how you remember it? Yeah. Like I straight up fired up RE2 on the same console back to back just to be like, these remakes have not all been playing like this, have they? And like, sure mm-hmm. enough, it's, it's that kind of like that, that spin up movements. Yeah, sort of this character needs to take a step or two of totally slow movement forward. Yeah. before he gets going at full speed and like turning, you don't turn on a turn on a dime either. Like there's just something there's, there's a stiffness to the movement that I have not come to terms with yet. There is. Yeah, it's a maybe a little swimmier, less snappier than yeah. I, I, yes. I agree with you. But there is and, a quick turn, which I appreciate, you know, yeah. in, in the game. I I started on hardcore because the way they position hardcore is like you've played through resident evil before i'm like i have played through resident evil before and then as i was hitting the button to start it it shows you kind of like what the uh, enemies will be harder yeah yeah i get it and then it says like things will cost more and i was like no i don't that is not what i want for my resident evil game i just want to get i want to get the good weapons as quickly as possible in the better inventory space i don't want to have to find more spinels or whatever uh so i started on hardcore mode and then I actually had to bail out of it to turn H or um, ray tracing on because it doesn't let you do it from in game. And so it actually doesn't checkpoint you until after that first intro thing. So when I bailed out, I was like, oh, I'm going to do this. Ouch. I, so I had the option to start over again. I couldn't continue. I was like, I'm going to put it on normal. Let's just, I want, I, I enjoy the resident evil games. I think they're fun. And when they're challenging and there's ammo scarcity and all that, I don't like having to, um, not being able to buy the things I want, like the attachments for the guns and the inventory space. Yeah, like money definitely seems limited enough. You're having to make choices here. You know, you get to that first vendor and he's like, he's like, hey, if you buy this this rifle now, I'll throw in the scope for free, limited time only. But then I only had enough money to either buy the rifle or the first attache case upgrade. And you bought the attache case. I mean, I actually, actually have not made the decision yet. <laughs> How much was the attache case in your playthrough? Do you remember? I think it's 10,000 for that. That's first what it upgrade. was in mine. Okay. Yeah. So you just find it. Are you doing hardcore mode? No, I'm on normal. Oh, normal. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, like the, the money is definitely limited enough to gate upgrades, but the ammo drops were a period of adjustment for me. Having played those other two remakes of like, right. I mean, I knew academically that this was much more of an action game, but yeah. still having, 
yeah. five to eight bullets dropping off of enemies constantly was just this like oh right it's a little more dead space drops than resident evil drops. yeah i don't need to like min max my ammo usage and try to melee everybody i can it, just shoot them uh, so my memory of resident evil 4 is very clouded especially with all the remake stuff that's happened and also that game came out a very long time ago has the knife always been does did it always break at some point no, that is new. Is unless they're unless I am really forgetting something. Okay, yeah, the, I don't remember the whole that. the whole stealth kill with a knife that has health, and you pick up a bunch of knives constantly. <laughs> yeah, thing is definitely new. The parry system is also new. Is that new? Okay, I, well, there was actually, like a quick that, dodge, right? That, yeah, that feeds into the, the the same knife thing of the the parries also degrade your current knife. Yes, the same way the stealth kills do. So there's um. There's a little icon that'll blink in the lower right, but you, you, the window so far seems pretty generous on the enemies I've come up against for the parry. And if you get it right, you get a counterattack with either a knife. I think you can also kick them, or is it only knife? Um, for the parries? Yeah, I think you. I I thought you, actually I haven't I haven't had all my knives break yet, so I'm actually not sure. I don't. I would assume you need a knife to parry, but I don't. You know. need a knife to parry, but I think the follow up. Oh, you oh, can just oh, kick. Yes, you can. Yeah. You can. Yeah, you. It puts them. I, I think it just puts them into that same stun state stun that state. a that a headshot does. It's. Uh, do you find yourself getting headshots and then sprinting up to the pass? Yes, that is a hundred percent how I am playing that game so far. <laughs> okay. Is get a headshot and like I said, this is just a conservative use of ammo thing yes. that I need to shake because there's just bullets all over. Yeah. Yes. There's a hundred percent bunch of people coming at me, headshot, run up, do the melee, <laughs> try to create some space, get uh-huh. another headshot, run up, do a melee again. Like, yeah, I've that, I found that, um, initial swarm with up until the chainsaw guy to be like, man, I suck at this game. Uh, like I am just getting cornered and, yeah. and stuck and, Pretty tough. Pretty tough. For and how then, many times I have played the beginning of Resident Evil 4, I actually died on that first village sequence, although stupid rookie mistake. I completely forgot the shotgun is hanging right there on the wall. I also didn't find that until the end, also where you could barricade the door there to give yourself a second. Yes, I felt like kind of a, a doofus. Um, nice map stuff, though. Like the good, I think this is coming in, in the remake stuff where... It's putting icons on the map for gems and and collectibles and all that. Yeah, stuff. it does annotate some icons for. I was surprised, like the medallion challenges. The like find yeah. the five blue medallions in this area. Like those just get marked on the map. Yeah. Um. They don't. They don't do the. I don't think they do the color coded. Like you found everything here. You haven't found everything. For the rooms, like the, the houses. Yeah, not like RE two. They do um, blue doors and red. I think they do yes. blue and locked doors, which yes. is nice also. So far, yeah. quality of life stuff seems nice. Yeah. I TBD on kind of the, my my memory of Resident Evil 4 is is um, awesome action game, uh, quick time events, and inventory management. So yes. what kind of remains to be seen on what they do with the quick time events and what they do with the inventory management stuff. So, yeah yeah i'm I'm definitely gonna keep going with it it doesn't it has not felt as essential to me so far as the re2 remake did which just like blew my mind when i played yeah. it well i mean part of that i think is just boils down to the fact that like re4 was still real good yeah like yeah, totally, you know i totally you, you and Vinny, you and i watched abby play through it like you know just a few years ago and like that you know obviously there were a few things that have aged about it but by and large that game is just such a banger yeah. Like, I don't feel like the revamp they are doing for this feels as much like, you know, a total overhaul the way that, like, an RE2 or even an RE3 remake felt. Yeah, those, those other two remakes felt almost more like re-envisionings, you know? It's like, hey, let's, like, 
tear this thing down and rebuild it as a modern game. And this is this is much more like, hey, that last game is still totally playable. This is just a better looking version with a lot with new mechanics and sounds like some story stuff has changed. Like I, I do want to see what they've done. Did, like the, you know, even that intro, like they definitely. Yeah, I was going to say, did that? Like is that all new? More intro, yeah, absolutely. With the two cops and everything. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, there's like a good what ten minutes of intro there that's not in the original game. Okay, but I was for, my memory's so muddled I couldn't remember if it, it seems new. But then I thought, oh, do you find the badge in the house in the beginning? I, I, I don't remember if there's a badge or not. It's it's the same story. Like the first game just starts with you rolling up to that cabin. Okay. And the cops just kind of take off. I don't even remember if the cops are depicted or not. They're not like I, characters that are I didn't really remember them. Yeah, it's there's there's more there. They didn't really change the story, but they fleshed that sequence out. Uh I'm curious to see what the little baron looks like, you know. Yes. Like, uh, yes. See what's going on there. The, uh, the little lord. Little lord. I think the is it the Ganados? Is that the Yeah, Ganados, Ganados or the the the, 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 the Plagas or the parasites, yeah. Think they seem creepy, you know, like they're yeah. uh, they do this weird neck thing yeah. that is super creepy. Like their neck just kind of clicks all the way sideways after you've got a uh, when they get back up from being dead, you know, quote unquote. It's uh, it's it's effective and it's actiony, man. I'm, yeah, it, it it seems well made. Tri- trip wires, yeah. and the fucking bear traps. <laughs> yeah, the throw the thrown dynamite all the time. Just yeah, the whole the whole thing. Um, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure how sold I am on the whole knife stealth parry stuff but we'll see how that on the other hand there are so many weapons in this game i know not a big deal i as soon as i got to all right two things with the vendor one when i got to the vendor i was like man there is a lot of stuff to buy in this game i better just get this attache case second thing was i probably spent about three minutes trying to go in and out of dialogue to see like he's gotta say it dude what he's gotta say it how like what it's gotta they maybe they reserve it for a bigger reveal later Mm -hmm. New game plus you gotta you gotta unlock it somewhere. Like, That's senseless. Just, is there in just whatever a, way? Is there just like a, a Bart Simpson like save the line merchants kind of moment in this game? They do not. I didn't have not heard him say what are you buying, or, nope. nor have I heard him say what are you selling. Nope, nope. And he I, says, I went he in and out of those menus. Yeah, I went in and out of those menus a lot. He's a very chatty merchant. Yeah, it's just that none of that dialogue is what you want to hear. They must know, right? Like. Oh yeah, they know. They must. They probably. I mean, is it possible that somewhere deep down they were like embarrassed by that aspect and like did not enjoy the fact that people were so into it? I I don't know, man. (laughs) That merchant is like, I don't do, I don't work, I don't do that anymore. That's not my lot anymore. I'm a bigger character than that. Look, yeah, I'm I'm more three dimensional. I don't, I don't, I don't want to sound too negative on this. I definitely, I'm I'm still playing it. You know. Yeah. that's an endorsement i'm still playing it I, uh-huh. what i mean is i definitely want to keep going with it but it's just like i don't know a couple moments that i have kind of missed the original a little bit but maybe that's just because i played it so much and kind of revere it a lot versus yes. again those other remakes where it's well two more than three because three is a little uneven but two is just like such a revelation of like oh my god this feels like a brand new modern game that's kind of incredible and for this sure is, this is much more like iterative on top of what was already a good game and in a couple spots i'm just like oh, i missed i missed the version of that scene from the yeah it seems it seems like a good to me 
seems like it's just a fun way to get in there. It seems like it's doing gangbusters as well. So yes, selling uh, very well. Unsurprisingly, I think we're just in it, man. I think we're just in like remake culture now. I think this yeah. was the one for whatever reason, even though there's been plenty of remakes. And there was but, that Resident Evil Four PC upgrade thing, right? Like PC wasn't it a high res Resident Evil Four? Um, I'm not sure. Four's Four's life on PC has been weird. Okay. Like the original, the original port of Ford's PC was like terrible. If I remember, <laughs> right. there's been like a lot of fan work on maybe that's the what PC. I'm thinking of. Okay. Uh, um, this seems this looks nice on the PC. But, yeah. Um, cap that engine is great. I still love everything about the way they handle their visual options, menus, and and all of turning everything on. Um, seems nice. Yeah, I just I for whatever reason this is the game that made me go like we're gonna get a lot more remakes, aren't we? Like. <laughs> Like They're going to the run seven, out of Resident Evil to remake seven, Well, I don't just mean from this franchise. I mean, like, the 7 remake did so well that everybody is going to want to get in on this now, right? Because, like, who wouldn't want to sell 12 million copies of a game that you already have a template in front of you for, you know? we got Dead Space. Like, I'm sure Dead, that did okay. Dead Space, three RE remakes now. Yeah. Like, the second FF7 remake is on the way. Yeah. Like, you name it. Like, what's God of War has only gotten remasters so far, right? Yes. And would you say that's, that's the same with Last of Us? Is that is that in remaster or is that in Yeah, that that Last of Us Part 1 is kind of one foot in each. Okay. Sort of like it's a very significant visual upgrade and they did a lot of AI work and all kinds of stuff to it. But it maybe feels a little closer to I don't know, whatever. It's a sliding yeah. or it's it's kind of a it's a, it's a continuum, right? There's not a binary. There there is no there's no very clear line of demarcation between remake and remaster. I, my remake remaster line is, did you change the story? That's uh, I think that's where I go. Not the visuals. It's on the narrative. Did you go in and are you trying to tweak it a bit because you want to make more remakes as well? Yeah. Resident RE4. That is out there just, now. 60 bucks. I just, I just feel like buckle up for, for the remakes. A lot of 15 to 20 year old games. Hell yeah. Dark Sector. Look out for it. Oh Everyone's excited for Resident Evil 5 remake. Uh-huh. It's got to get those eggs. Okay. Now that is fuck that if they start remaking 360 games already then i mean what well, they did with dead space but yep now we're there man i'm telling uh, you we're already there uh, 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 uh good games still good i guess you know yeah i you know i want i want uh what's the what's the one with the jetpack from capcom the one uh um, dark void dark, dark void I, I i think that game was cool uh, hindered by the technology we were it's time to go back let's get it i don't it. know Come on, Dark Void somewhere. Somewhere, somebody's got a master of Dark Void sitting under a pile of paper. I don't think airtight games still exists. They definitely don't. Mm. All right, well, I'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. That is Resident Evil 4. Like I said, available kind of across everything there. Uh, PS5, uh, PlayStation family, and the Xbox family, um, and the PC. That's where I'm playing. Sixty bucks. Sixty bucks. Is it seventy on the consoles? I I saw sixty on the uh, on the PC. I didn't actually look up on the consoles. Now that we're in seventy dollar console land, um, let me confirm. Okay, I want to sixty. Sixty on the consoles. Okay, unless this PlayStation Store is showing me the PS4 version. Let's find the Xbox. Very, very possible. Safe. Very possible. You never know. You never know these, these days. days. Uh, no, it is sixty bucks. Okay, uh, sixty bucks Resident Evil Four, and before that, we were talking a little about Chia. I think that's thirty bucks where you can catch it. We're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna come back 
and we're going to talk about crime boss Rake City. Oh City. <laughs> Stick around. We'll be right back. This week's show is brought to you by Rocket Money. Brad Shoemaker, Alex Navarro. I bet you guys have subscriptions. I had a lot of subscriptions. I had too many subscriptions. And at a certain point, I had to drill down. I had to, I had to focus. I had to make sure that I did not have so many subscriptions anymore. You had to take time out of your day. My busy schedule. Your time, which is worth more than anything to find those subscriptions and cancel. Brad Shoemaker, do you live a subscription lifestyle? I am just a walking monthly bill at this point. <laughs> it's the world we live in. If you need help, boy, guys, I got some uh, I got some news for you. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps you lower your bills all in one place. It says here that most people think they're spending $80 on their subscriptions, but in reality, the number is closer to 200 My God. What are we even doing? With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. Rocket Money also lets you monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limits. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. That's rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Rocketmoney.com slash nextlander. Thanks, Rocket Money. And we are back. And let's talk about a game uh, called Crime Boss Rake City. Rake? Am I am I stressing it enough? Rake? Sure. Rake, Rocky Rake City. I think they say Rake City. It's or if we're doing it in the Michael uh, the Michael Madsen parlance, <laughs> Rake City. <laughs> it's more unintelligible than that. Okay, <laughs> all right. I understand. Hey, touchdown. Hey, how's it going? Rake City. <laughs> I don't think I realize. All right, this it game sounds is 40, primordial. <laughs> this game is forty dollars. Uh, it's available on the uh, at least it was forty dollars on the um, on the PC. It's available on the PlayStation, the Xbox, PC. Hey, okay. Let's this just game. Get, okay, let's let's, let's yeah. start with the history of this because this okay. thing popped up around the VGAs. That is uh-huh. where like we became aware of its existence. And I was not ready for that game to come out like four months later. Like uh-huh. that seemed like a thing that was going to get delayed a bunch because the whole thing felt like, I don't know, like it felt like one of those old midway games that like took three years longer than you thought mm-hmm. it would. And then it came out and it was garbage, but yes. like uh-huh. at least it was funny garbage. Like, like crime boss was going to be the, this is Vegas of the modern era. Totally. Well, except that game never came out, but yes. no, I mean, it has, this has a little bit of that, like narc 2005 sure. vibe to it. Sure. Um, but not in the shape of an of like a you know third person action game, but instead in the shape of a payday. And, right. And it had a big flashy trailer with Michael Madsen, Kim Basinger, ice, Vanilla Ice. Def- definitely the the '90s ass cast of this thing was the thing that really got the attention. It is simultaneously one of the most impressive and one of the worst casts I have ever seen in my life because it's like Danny Trejo. Oh, I love him. Michael Rooker. Uh, oh, that's uh, awesome. Michael Madsen. Well, he's done better work than this. Kim Basinger. <laughs> I love Kim Basinger. What the fuck is Vanilla Ice doing? 
Chuck, we're doing Chuck Norris jokes in we 2023. What is are, happening? Like very with Chuck much, Norris? Yes. Oh my gosh, Man. it's very much Chuck Norris jokes. I just had to turn down my gain because I'm going to be yelling <laughs> about this so much. What is happening? What is happening is that this I have not played a lot of Payday or Payday Two. I understand those games are extremely popular. Alex, yes. you played some. I played um, a, a, a little bit at least of, of Payday Two. Uh, this seems like a get your squad together, go do a heist, uh, uh, and get out with the gold or the money. There's a campaign, which I didn't know about, uh, in the game where, (laughs) okay, the game kind of starts off and you're just on a roof in a firefight and then like, it's like a heist gone wrong and you're trying to escape with some random guys that are on your team, but you're playing as the Michael Madsen character. Travis Baker, not Travis Barker. Like I kept uh, reading it over and over again. No, it's Travis Baker. And I think you're supposed to lose there because I died and I lost. And then I died do, and I lost. And you couldn't do it again. And then you kind of continue on. I even reset the campaign to see, like, okay, I, am I skipping this now? But you kind of fast forward into Michael Madsen putting a team together for a job because the king pin of the territories has been assassinated or killed yeah right? which sets off a turf war with turf some war. other vague gangs that are all <laughs> appear to be run by geriatric men so kim basinger is like your i don't know would you say fixer or like the kind of like yeah, pulling second the or strings. third in command like just you know yeah. kind of the person who handles all the the gritty details of your crime operation uh you got uh michael rooker that i was introduced to as touchdown who is just kind of a merc basically who's like muscle yeah, uh, hired on your team. He's like the most expendables ass character that gets thrown <laughs> into this thing. Uh, and so I played through, and Chuck Norris is the sheriff who's kind of out to get you, kind of in a cowboy hat and doing roundhouse kicks. And every again, time they're get, literally and, doing Chuck Norris jokes with Chuck Norris. Like it is fucking nuts. Just um, unnecessary. <laughs> and when you die, you get a cutscene from Chuck Norris basically being like, "What did we do wrong here? Roundhouse kick." Whoa. Uh, you're, yeah. you're burying the lead here. Danny Glover is in this? I did not get up to Danny Glover. Yeah, so I haven't I, encountered him yet. Yeah. I did encounter Vanilla Ice in a cutscene. Uh, and so you'd think, at, okay, Michael Madsen, Michael Madsen, Michael Madsen, Michael Madsen, every time he has lines, I want to be like, you just got to rest your voice, man. Michael, like, you just got to. This is just what he sounds like now, I think it, is the problem. It's a little tough to hear because it sounds a little painful and it doesn't help. I think you said this too, Alex, everybody sounds like they just recorded this, their lines in a lunch break in on their own in a room, you know, like, no, it, it, it's worse than that. Like, <laughs> yes, it, it, it does feel like everyone is talking out of time for one another, but it also feels like they are all reading from different scripts <laughs> and Will. they don't know it. Our, our friend Will floated the idea that, like, what if they just went to Cameo and recorded the lines <laughs> that way without the people knowing? So that's the a- reason I don't think that's the case is they did bring at least a couple of those actors out on the VGA yeah, stage. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I know that that's just, but, but it's it got just, that vibe. It, but it, it really has that gets vibe. The point across of how apparently disjointed this thing sounds. Well, and so it gets more disjointed than that because the campaign itself is also a disjointed mess, and that I, extends, from what I can tell, from the multiplayer. I thought. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. The the last thing I thought I was going to hear about this game once it came out was that it was a roguelike. Exactly. (laughs) So on the single player side of things, when you start a campaign, what they tell you is that anytime Travis Baker dies, the campaign resets. Mm -hmm. And he's not in every mission from what I can tell. 
But there are big missions where he is required to go, and you can bring, like, an AI teammate or two or whatever along with you. Um, and so if he dies during that, the whole thing resets. But it's not the whole thing, because I've never gotten back to that first scene that I died in. It starts you from the first conversation you have with Kim Basinger, and I was super confused the first time, because I <laughs> totally. accidentally buttoned through the first cutscene the first time I went through the campaign, so uh, I had no idea what was <laughs> happening, and I could never quite get back to understanding like what the connective tissue was, and then what I eventually realized is that there really isn't any, because mm -hmm. none of the scenes feel like they connect to one another. Stuff just happens. Like, at one point, you're, like, when, when the Vanilla Ice character was first established, they cut to him rapping with one of his like subordinates and just talking about like you know we're gonna take all the candy in this city and you know whatever <laughs> and then i lost it the first time and then they immediately cut to another scene where vanilla ice is just djing for like a minute and a half and then his boss dude walks in he's like we got the candy he's like right on and then cut and scene it and is it's just like yeah. and then it resets back like then the time I beat him the scene was absolutely no more coherent than the one where he lost like it's just None of the scenes, none of the pieces feel like they actually fit together into a campaign. It's a bunch of loosely connected scenarios that sort of make a campaign with dialogue where no one is actually talking to one another. It, yes. It, it, it has it's got that like Marky Mark make my video style <laughs> yes. uh, level of like, oh, are you just inserting random things in random places? And, the, and the, I, just to add to that candy thing, at some point, yeah, as I was going through, it's like, dude, Michael Madsen's like, hey, mission? and I was like, yeah, okay. And then it's just like, protect my candy. And you're just behind a truck with like a bunch of people swarming you. Um, as I think the candy's cocaine, right? Yeah. Or the, ecstasy or something. Or I something. don't know. But these people are just swarming you as you're kind of holding off at the truck, and then you shoot enough of them, and it ends. Maybe it's fentanyl. Is there a police union involved? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It might be, yeah. It's um, it's it's incoherent. I cannot tell you exactly what they are even trying to dial into. Um, so what happens in the missions where the Michael Madsen character is not there? Like, do those not end your campaign run? So, like, I lost when when that first mission happened, where you were being surrounded by a bunch of uh, gang members who are trying to steal your shit on the freeway, which appears to uh, be taking place on some kind of po post apocalyptic freeway. <laughs> I died, and. Yeah. So the mission did not end then, though. Like, I died, and the person, the person I was playing that was just, like, some low-level thug. And then that cut to, okay, as Michael Madsen, you have to go and get the drugs back. Interesting. Oh, so wait, so you were online with someone? No, it was AI. Well, uh, AI. Oh, that was AI and AI. Yeah. And you could switch. It. You could Got switch it. to that. Like, there's two characters. And you I could switch if you one, one goes down. But it's, so it's, it's, it's confusing. Yeah, and it doesn't get much less confusing when you move over to the multiplayer. So... Yeah. This is a technically separate campaign, though at least in the... I, I don't know how the quick play is, but when you are playing the co-op campaign with a friend, it is a similar structure of if you lose, if you bomb out on a mission, you have to start the whole thing over again. The and series it, of missions, yeah. The series of missions, yeah. And so there's a little bit of a preamble with, like, touchdown kind of tell... And one of the other characters kind of telling you what's going on. Asara? Is that the... Asara, yeah. yeah. Like, the, the, the one guy who appears to be under 65 years old in this cast. Um, <laughs> uh. And the setup there is just barely there. Like, it really is just like, a, all right, go do crimes. And then you go do crimes. But, like, the missions are payday structured. Like, it's like, get in, break into this place, steal mm -hmm. drugs and loot... Drill a thing into a safe and steal stuff from the safe. Move on and to the next thing. Out. 
Yeah. But then this next mission after that was literally them dropping you into the middle of a police firefight. And the, both times Vinny and I ended up doing that, we felt like we were completely outgunned because it felt like it was the, the game two was of us. bugged. Because the game starts yeah. with like, watch out, they're going to be on high alert or something like that. Meanwhile, there's just shotguns and cop cars just all over it. But so we got bounced back to the beginning, had to do that original mission again. And then immediately got back there and you're like, watch out. They might be on high alert or whatever it is. And just swarmed uh, to the point where Alex went to, and we were playing the two of us. It's four players. Yeah. Maximum. It could be this game is not tuned for two players. You know, you could just say this game is not tuned, (laughs) but Alex went down and he's like, all right, pop me back up. And I was like, I cannot, there are police all around. There, There are just more cop cars coming in. As if we had kicked the hornet's nest. I wasn't sure. So we never got, we tried it like two or three times, never got past it. I, okay. It was weird. It, it's super weird. Everything about this game is extremely weird in a way that makes me feel like this game should not have come out now. <laughs> and I'm not sure that like more development time would have fixed, let's just say, the casting and dialogue and story and aesthetic choices that they're making, which are all uniformly terrible. Mm. But. Maybe there's a version of this game that might play all right, but it's not this. Like, as someone who has played even a little bit of Payday, I can tell you right now, the degree to which this is inferior is mag... Like, it is intense. Is is that shooting, too? Like, is the shooting even... The shooting feels like shit. Oh, boy. (laughs) The shooting's All awful. Right. Like it is, it is kind of weightless. Not, yeah, it's it's like not great, but I would I don't know. It's not the worst, but it's, no, no, yeah, it's, no. It's, <laughs> it is the worst because there are literally times where it feels like the aim down sights does not work. That yes, you did say that was happening. That yeah. was happening that's, to me repeatedly. Yeah, and you go down pretty quickly. Um, yeah, if you're surprised, like the also stealth the, kills are fucking bugged and and don't yeah. feel good. Like the AI is extremely stupid or extremely yes. capable and nowhere in between. Uh. Yeah, this game yeah. feels like a tax dodge. It's, Straight it, also up. Fe- it also feels like it came out on the heels of like Grand Theft Auto San Andreas and was stuck in that time where like th- that's, that's giving t- it too much credit. Not that it is Grand Th- that it's like this a, is like a- chili con carnage <laughs> level. What are we fucking doing here? It's like the dialogue is like we've moved on from this i'm not sure who's appreciating this kind of banter you're having back and forth but like even even grand theft auto was like moved on to slightly better banter that isn't as uh juvenile let's it's say, extremely you know? juvenile like yeah. everyone refers to everything as fruity like everyone is just cussing up a storm and i look i know i'm the pot calling the kettle black here on the cussing but like yeah it's thoughtless cussing. It is completely <laughs> right. unnecessary. And again, you have a voice cast here who ranges from, I'm going to say Michael Rooker is trying. Like he's at least throwing some energy into his performance. Kim Basinger seems like she knows this is beneath her, but she's doing her best. <laughs> Though, God, that fucking bug I saw that Dude, someone got. I, I was debating whether to bring that up or not. Like, why is that in there? So there was a bug somewhat on Twitch got where their her textures started messing up during one of the cutscenes you get with with Kim Basinger, and she pulled away the clipboard and her boobs were out. <laughs> like her like shirt, kind of, boobs. like they're modeled. Like the, the shirt, yes. the shirt, yes, the shirt. Her shirt was kind of not drawing in properly, and they straight up like she is like fully modeled underneath. 
What? Like nipples and everything? Yes. yes. Ex- like extremely explicit. Just like, why? Huh. Did, why is this the case? I mean, unless unless that comes up later on in a cutscene that is maybe like, uh, is supposed to have that model in it, that seems pretty irresponsible it's for putting out a game today. But this is a fairly irresponsible feeling game in just about mm-hmm. every way. And like I, when I say I, it feels like a tax dodge, like I'm only half kidding. Like I literally was looking up as like, did Cypriot money fund this somewhere down the road? Like I'm trying to figure out why this game is like this, why it came out in this state especially yeah. so soon after it was announced and I can't figure it out. Like I, it, it's unless there was some sort of fiscal requirement that it had to be out this year and there was no way they could you know, let it slip into next five Oh five publish this. Like I truly cannot fathom it because this is an, uh, like just an ungodly product. <sighs> okay. We should mention with the uh, characters. I, I just want to be clear. They are likenesses, but they are not the exact. Li- they are like um, they're pretty close. They're, oh, it's the person for sure. But it's like it's Michael Madsen like thirty years ago. It's like, yeah, with uh, his right. voice that sounds like it has just been yeah. dragged through fucking concrete. Like right. God. Like, <clears throat> like I assume Vanilla Ice doesn't actually have this many face tattoos, although maybe. I don't know. He might have a few. I'm yeah. not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. Also, the I'm, soundtrack is like weirdly good and kind of <laughs> expensive feeling. Like there's Prodigy on there. That opening scene takes place to a Body Count song. Like it's there's Hot Stepper. Which yeah, I, I like, like they, Hot they, they play Bon Jovi just about every goddamn time Chuck Norris shows up on screen. Like I, whatever they put the money into, yeah. they did not allocate it properly. It's a weird one, man. I wonder if it'll have any traction maybe that's why they put the campaign in there in case it doesn't have the online legs i don't i don't know i don't think this has any legs man yeah there's no juice in this thing it's a weird one maybe we'll give it a try uh just to kind of put it through some more of its paces but i'll tell you this i don't think i had a lot of fun no (laughs) that's a problem yeah not Um, hardly I mean, I like playing games with you, Alex, and I like yeah. playing games co-op and stuff, so it's like fun to just kind of muddle through something, but gameplay-wise, um, like when we kept hitting that that kind of uh, police scene where it's like, oh my gosh, I, I think both of you and I were like, we should probably give this another shot, like kind of forcing ourselves to be like, we got to start over, we should give this another shot. This is the like, most don't play this game game I have played in quite some time, especially one coming from even like a, a B-level publisher, like it is... Well, this especially with payday sucks, out there, man. and also, also, this game feels like it should be free. Like, uh, oh yeah, it, like uh, maybe, maybe if you took the campaign out, I'm not here to tell people what to charge for their game and what development costs or anything like that. I'm just saying on, on the consumer end, if it was just that multiplayer, this is payday two free. I don't think they ever went free to play, did they? Okay, they have a I, lot of like things you can buy in in payday. Is the I, thing so? I think uh, I mean it's ten bucks right now on Steam. Like obviously low barrier to entry. But like payday two has been bu- out for a decade. Is the thing? Yeah, but it's a beloved game. Like you, if yes. you're gonna come up against Huge. payday two, you better bring something pretty good. Uh, if you're gonna just try to make that game, you know. Yeah, and, and let me tell you right now, Vanilla Ice is not it. It's <laughs> yeah. not it. That's uh, that's Crime Boss Rakae City, kind of a weird. Don't play this game. Weird one out there. Don't do it. Um, I don't know if anybody is. We'll see. I don't know. Like I said, maybe we'll get into it and, and give it a try. The three of us to, to kind of see if maybe at least make it past that second second mission. Uh, 
a game that came out today that I had the opportunity to play today. Um, Lunark. Now, this game is awesome. I really like this game so far. I have no idea how long it is. It's uh, 20 bucks. I was playing it on the PC, but I think it's also available on the PlayStation and Xbox consoles out there. And Switch. And Switch. Uh, no idea how any of those things run, but this is. I don't think it would be too demanding uh, on those platforms. It is a 2D kind of... Um, more severe pixel aesthetic than let's say something like uh flashback which it is flashback if you like flashback this is that game down to i would almost say inspired by flashback but this is pretty much flashback um i have really enjoyed it because i really like flashback more more flashback than another world so I was just going to say there are maybe a few elements from another world that uh, or out of this world, wherever, wherever you yeah, want to go I, with I it. debated when I said that. I was like, oh, what, what am I going to do? Am I going to go? <laughs> am I going to go with the French original or yes. I'm going to go with the title that I knew it by for all this time? Like, have we <laughs> have we Final Fantasy three to Final Fantasy six to this thing yet where we're just calling it by its original name? I'm not I think sure. When the, I want to say when they put it out recently again, I think they went with another world. So Did maybe, they? I think we're maybe we're there. Uh, cause there's a shield mechanic in it. That's like a, this okay. kind of, uh, uh, shield, uh, thing that you can get. But, um, but yeah, no, it's flashback. The character even looks like a kind of, uh, it's stylized differently. It doesn't have the same graphic style. It's interesting because the not like literal resolution on the screen, but the effective resolution of the pixel art makes it look like I started to say like a Game Boy Advance game, but I think <laughs> it's lower res than that. It looks like a Lynx game or something like oh, this. Wow. Like the sprites are so low detail that it becomes like a stylized thing. Like you, you know what I mean? If you look at a screenshot oh, yeah. of it, like the yeah, yeah. character, like the, <laughs> the screenshot of the character's leap, like the leap across a gap, the jump is like, I don't know, two to three dozen pixels make up that character. It's but like, it, but- it's, it's almost like impression. Like I'm, I'm, I can almost count the, the pixels. There are like, I think nine pixels in the head. It looks like the head is like three by three pixels. Yeah. So it, it you're yes, but it also has that game boy thing where it's running so fluidly and, and fast where yeah. it's like, it, where you have that game boy advancing. We're like this, when it's in motion, this looks yeah, awesome. I, I bet. I bet I could, I could see the, I could see the motion of it kind of selling the effect. Probably. It also, I'm, has, not, I'm not saying it looks bad. It's just a very like stylized throwback kind of look. Uh, it also has um, the thing that really was like, oh, this is just flashback. Uh, it's got the kind of inserts of uh, a cutscene, kind of almost uh, 2D cutscene inserts when you go to pick things up of the guy's hand kind of grabbing stuff. It's got, uh, uh, I keep wanting to say fade to black, flashback um, kind of level uh, openings where like a ship will come in and like you, you've got these uh, really nice animations. It's cool, man. I am digging it a lot. If you have played flashback and don't like that style of animation priority in your running and moving, yeah. you will not like this game. And like so very, you, very specific jump control, oh yeah. like the, like the, the, the jump length is kind of fixed. You don't have air control, like the whole jump up and grab a ledge and pull yourself up it type thing. It is of that Prince of Persia style yeah. of, uh, animation over, uh, you know, uh, I don't know what you'd call it. Uh, it's snappy, you know, air c- uh, control, right? Animation yeah. over control where, but I love that stuff. So 
Um, it's cool. It, it is down to hanging down ledges, climbing up ledges. Yeah. Uh, it's even got the run and hold up so you can grab that ledge as you're running stuff. You got a gun. Uh, there's there's robots and stuff. I've I've really enjoyed it so far. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at this trailer now on Steam, and it, it looks pretty awesome in motion. Yeah, it's it's cool. It, like again, you, you should look it up. It's called Lunark. Um, with a K. I, uh, with a K. I'm not sure um, how long it is again or where things go. I'm not super far into it, but um, it. I kind of knew coming in this looked like a flashback, but it kind of went above my expectation of or really like so far. It's put out by Way Forward. It's made by Canary Games. I'm not sure who Canary Games is, but um, I've heard of Way uh, Forward. This is at least on Steam. This is their first game. Okay, it's so again so far. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I might uh, have to check this out. It's at least worth uh, uh, looking at, uh, and again, we'll uh, maybe we'll check it out somewhere uh, soon on a grab bag or something because. If you, if you're like me and just wanted a, a new flashback, and there was supposed to be one, I think coming out soon, uh, like a new flashback. Yeah, where's uh, where's that at? I think it, I think it was originally supposed to be around the end of the quote unquote quarter, and then it just slipped around into 2023. Yeah. Steam page just says coming soon. So yeah. So you can check this out if you wanna if you wanna get in there. Uh, again, that's Lunark with a K. Uh, I highly recommend at least looking into some video of it, especially if you like games like Flashback, Out of This World. Nah, not really Blackthorn, but maybe the animation style of that yeah, kind of. A little of, bit. You know, Blackthorn yeah, kind of like, kind of controls that way, yeah. Yeah, yeah like a little, a little rotoscope only, in your life. It's the only game brave enough to let you shoot a shotgun without even looking, though. That's, that's right. I, th- I want to say even the, the guy even in Lunark even has the thing where you're crouching with the with the pistol and he holds okay. it up in his hands yes. and then moves over to the side. Yes, that is um, a very Flashback thing. Yeah. Uh, so check it out. Uh, another game I had the opportunity to play today because it, uh, released today is dredge. It's a game I have kind of been looking forward to since we did our planorama where I first learned about it. It's, uh, uh, kind of a mysterious dark, seems like something dark is going on. You, you kind of, you're a fisherman who winds up, uh, uh, crashing into this cove and the uh, the kind of people of the town are like, oh, we got you a, a boat. You can pay it off. Just go out and provide. We need a new fisherman. Our fisherman's gone. Uh, if you want to go fish and provide uh, um, uh, fish to sell here, you can buy off this boat and uh, have a nice little lifestyle here. But everything's kind of grim looking and, and also very severe. It's got a kind of nice looking art style. The music is kind of rad. The pace is pretty chill but you have to get you have to get your boat back by night because a fog rolls in and like you have a sanity meter or a panic meter that starts building up and then there's the fishing mechanic where uh-huh. you know do you like fishing and collecting all sorts of different fish like animal crossing style where you're like oh this is a new type of fish that comes out at night or not or maybe not tr- when that's the main thrust <laughs> of the game but well you get upgrades for your boats you can uh you're, there's like two or three uh upgrade trees your boat your gear your type of fish it's uh it's cool i i'm enjoying it it's 25 bucks i'm playing on the pc as well kind of i enjoy this description dredge is a single player fishing adventure with a sinister undercurrent (laughs) i think that's the way to put it there's something sinister going on and i'm not exactly sure what it is uh but so far i have really enjoyed it um I should say Dredge and also Lunark. I'm playing on the PC, but they seem to have full controller support if you are going in there. Um, 
The I controllers. Should, I should. I should maybe try these on the Steam Link that I. Hell just yeah! I should. Uh, I need. I need some good games to try out on that thing. Yeah, or these seem like great games. If I don't know if they have support because I don't have one for something like a Steam Deck. Oh yeah, would, would be these seem like good ones for it. Um, Dredge seems neat. It's. I want to go back to, but it's funny because. We uh, we recorded today, and these are probably the two games that released today are my favorite things I've played so far, even more than like Resident Evil. I'm wow. like, man, I just want to play Lunark and Dredge. These these seem awesome. Uh, so I'm pretty excited. I got a chance to play those before this podcast. One more thing here, I'll bring up that I got my hands on is Hellgeneers. Hellgeneers game over on itch. Uh, a couple of people floated this uh, my way, and I think also to the developer's way, who then was like, "People said you might like this." And it's a bridge builder in oh, hell. Okay, yeah, that's we found Vinny's wheelhouse. <laughs> uh, and I was like, I like bridge builder. Sure, I'll check this out. It's cool. It is a very um, I don't know, I don't know. I wouldn't really want to use the word demake, but it is kind of a pixely bridge builder. So uh, I haven't played one of those uh, uh, that it's kind of of that style. Uh, it seems pretty forgiving so far with the physics of the uh, uh, of the components you have in terms of stuff breaking. I played a decent amount of bridge building games, and sometimes some are more forgiving or not for like the stress you're going to be putting on a bridge in the in the early goings. Uh, so far, this seems fairly forgiving. It's got quite a number of levels. You're able to see most of the levels if you just scroll down. The soundtrack is pretty rad. And it's four bucks, or I think itch is like one of those things that's like you could pay, you know, what you want for it. Uh, but what, what's the bucks, soundtrack? Uh, it's kind of just uh, uh, it's a, it's not like licensing or anything like that, but it is kind of just uh, a beat that just kind of runs through. It's one of those games where the beat runs through no matter if you fail or not, and right. move on to the next level. Okay, so it's like a pretty cool driving beat. I'm not. Do not ask me to describe music. In no, terms give me of the genre. genre. Give me the sub genre. Uh huh. Um, is it break core? <laughs> no, it's underground Night bridge metal? building core. Oh, oh, okay. I get it now. I was looking at this. The itch page is not loading, but there's a co-host post about this thing. What is a co-host is, post? Co-host is a, a, another social media. Okay. It's one of the Twitter. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah. a budding social media. It's kind of like Twitter and, and Tumblr had offspring. Yes, yes. Um. Anyway, this is a Pico 8 game. Now yes, I get it because, I was, game, because yes. I was looking at the screenshots going like, oh, weird. This is much like Lunark. This is an extremely like stylistically low res pixel art looking game. Yes. That looks like it's made to run on a tiny screen. And then I look down and it's yes, it is made in Pico 8 as they describe it, which Pico 8 is a sort of a fake console slash development platform it's basically like specs for a console that was never actually man- manufactured or it's kind of yes. like so yes this this is developed as if it were to run on a like i'd say an early to mid 90s cartridge-based game console or handheld and it it runs it runs just fine i mean again it's not doing anything um ridiculous with its physics well i mean the physics are interesting to see in this pixel thing you don't see that a lot um, you know, mapped onto a pixel uh, uh, atmosphere. Yeah, or it looks style. It looks cool in motion. Yeah, and like I said, the soundtrack's good. It's kind of got a good momentum and flow, which is good for a bridge building game to just kind of keep you moving through the levels. Um, so yeah, Hellgeneers seems like a fun game. Thanks for people recommending it over. I do enjoy a bridge builder uh, and spent a bunch of time with it. A uh, bunch of fun little things out there. Like yeah. I said, Lunark Dredge, Hellgeneers. Um, 
check those out. And then there's Rock A City if you are so no. inclined. No, there isn't. Don't, I'm, t- I'm putting this off the table for you. If uh, you are paying money for Rock A City, you are fucking up. <laughs> uh, there's Resident Evil 4 and there's Chia as well. Yeah, those are fine. Go b- yeah. play those games. Yeah. Don't play out. fucking Crime Boss, for God's sakes. Don't play this uh, fucking chat GPT generated <laughs> fucking payday game. <laughs> We are going to take a quick break here. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about some of the news, including that new Zelda trailer. Ooh, ooh, what does the next Lander crew think? We'll find out in just a little bit. This week's show is brought to you by Bespoke Post. Alex Navarro, you know I love packages. I mean, I get them all the time. It's always an exciting time when a box arrives at your door. It is always an exciting time. Sometimes they open that box and it's from Bespoke Post. And inside that box, like this week, is a knife. It's a, a, you know, a thing I can use when I need to cut things. I think this one, I, this, I've gotten more than a few knives from Bespoke Post. Are you trying this- to say that when you get a knife, the thing you need to do with a knife is knife? I might have gotten around to said that in a shorter way. I, yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one was a specifically a fishing knife, which means it's got uh, all the things you need to fillet a fish, let's say, or, or field dress a fish. Bespoke Post puts together a box of awesome. And things inside that box range from whiskey glasses, which I've gotten. I've gotten uh, incense things that I still have and use in my bathroom. Uh, and sometimes, occasionally, a knife uh, that'll go inside a kit. That is themed because, Alex Navarro, you take a quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories, and each box is valued at around $70, but you're only going to pay a fraction of that price. This is one of my favorite parts, Alex. With each Box of Awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your Box of Awesome is from a small, up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel at any time. To get 20% off your first monthly box, sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code NEXTLANDER at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com. Code NEXTLANDER for 20% off your first box. Boxofawesome.com. Code NEXTLANDER. Thanks, Bespoke Post. And we are back. And we've got some news. I think some fun news here. Some weird news, some sad news, and some just news news. Uh, Sounds like some news. That's 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 what news is now. Uh, First thing, though, I'm going to say... This was uplifting news, and I don't mean that, like, uh, pun intended. I mean that this news, this what I saw here made me excited, and that is mm-hmm. the new trailer, the new Zelda trailer for Tears, Tears, Tears of the Kingdom. Yes, Tears, Tears of, of the Kingdom. Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom is almost here. <laughs> uh, so Nintendo dropped this trailer. It's a pretty yeah, substantial kind of gameplay walkthrough, I would say. Yeah, they go out of their way to say, this isn't everything, but here's some fun stuff that is going to happen in Tears of the Kingdom. And I got in my own head about it. It's neat. I mean, we've seen some of the buildup to this in the previous Zelda Breath of the Wild. I'm going to call it Zelda shorthand from now on in my legal document. From now on, this will be referred to as Zelda. 
Uh, in the previous Zelda it's, coverage, we're, uh, we're talking about we're talking about Totka here, not Botwa. That's right. I want to make sure that's clear. Uh, so, in the previous Zelda coverage, we've had uh, you've seen Link doing these things, and now we kind of get an explanation for what the hell he is doing. Where should this, we start? This Where looks do you guys crazy. want to start? I, I'm, I'm going to start with this. Looks crazy. You want to start actually? With, yeah. I'm going to start with, I don't want to blow my own horn here, but I took a fair amount of grief in 2008 Okay, for saying that Banjo-Kazooie oh. Nuts and Bolts was the best game of the year. Okay. And looking at the response to this footage on Twitter, I feel vindicated. Finally. Finally, your time has arrived. That's, man, just freeform vehicle building was just ahead of its time, but here we are. We um, can make a raft that looks like shit. <laughs> yeah, like the—I mean, the, the kind of vehicle stuff they get into is awesome in here. I think the like the weapon fusing is the part that really made me go like, huh. So you want to start with fuse? Yeah, this 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 walkthrough is basically just Al Numa basically running down. Here's like four new powers. One of them uh, is fuse, where you can just make a weapon out of anything. You can shove a boulder onto the end of this branch and turn it into a hammer. You can. <laughs> My favorite one was taking the long branch and uh -huh. sticking a pitchfork on the end of it just to make like a 20 foot long pitchfork. <laughs> that was pretty good. The eyeball um, on the arrow was pretty good for a heat seeking yeah. arrow. Yeah. So you can attach like crafting materials. Those like that was a keys eyeball, the bat eyeball, yep. uh, but like ice elements, all kinds of stuff, stuff that you would have just used as crafting previously. You could just like shove any of those on the front of an arrow and make it a weird arrow. Yeah, so yeah, so like you said, uh, uh, there's kind of affinity for elemental affinity, like ice arrows and stuff like that, but they put uh, an eyeball on for tracking. I made it like a homing arrow. Um, I'm not sure if there's stuff that'll just be like the cooking. They don't show this, but or if they did, I missed it. They're like the cooking where you just get a bad meal kind of thing, where you just got like, oh, you tried to crap. Like, we're not going to account for every single thing you could combine. Some things are just going to be like, didn't work. Yeah, it seems like that would just be kind of endless design work to actually... Right. You know, not enough, not enough human hours in the world to do that or whatever. But like knowing, knowing how the first game worked, I would bet there are a lot of valid combinations and a lot of like crazy effects you can get with this. And there'll it's probably cool. be a lot that people don't discover until like way late after it has come yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, like there were, you know, there were animated gifts on Twitter of Breath of the Wild for like two years after that game came out of people just doing insane things with the magnetism or fire or whatever. Um I kind of wonder if Fuse is almost like a response to the kind of backlash to the weapon durability, which, for the record, is still in here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're not they getting go, rid of that. They go extremely out of their way in the first 30 seconds to be like, yep, your weapons still break. But by oh. the, but check this out. Now you can just make weapons out of anything. So who cares? Or or, or make them. I think he says, uh, this is much more durable now. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it's it's. So uh, as a as a sidebar here, the narration, the English narration on this video is just so delightfully weird because it's very it's very like acted or manicured, but it's trying to capture the like oh look at that like the very in the moment inflection. Yeah, going. It's, it's trying to do the very in the moment off the cuff style of voiceover that Alnuma is doing, but it's like they're reading from a script at the same time. It's just the delivery is kind of goofy. It's goofy. Um, so Fuse um, is basically weapon crafting, which is different than, let me check my notes here, which is different than Ultra Hand. Yes, Ultra Hand. <laughs> vehicle crafting. I guess I guess, yeah, I guess that's the distinction. Ultra Hand is for vehicle stuff. Fuse is for making weapons. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Ultra Hand is how you make the weapons. Oh, the, the make, vehicles. Or, I mean, the vehicles. Yes. Yeah. The, the uh, raft example. It's interesting. They like stick these logs together and it seems like. It seems like it does a lot of the alignment work for you of just like, 
I'm going to kind of slap these logs together and it's just going to line them up perfectly yes. to make to make this raft shape. Um, it kind of it looks like they attach in increments, you know, where you can see they take two of them and kind of adjust it into this like rocket ship looking shape. Um, yeah, it's and then he throws some fans on the back, which yes. is like, all right, sure. And it looks like there's a battery gauge, and I'm not sure if that's something. It's very lucky that someone just left all those box fans around yep. on the ground. Yeah, right. It's, it's like, but they're you know they're mystical like ancient technology yes. box fans, not you know. Yeah, um, no, like the mystical ancient version of Target is where they got those. <laughs> yeah, some of the, some of the voiceover in this part kind of caught my ear about like he's like oh because because this raft is made out of wood wood is buoyant so it'll float in the water you know and then i know i know there were some air current mechanics in the first game but then like he jumps on top of one of these fans and he's like oh wind you know it just mm-hmm. like like i said you know there there was fire and cold and magnetism and stuff like that in the and electricity in the first game it seems like maybe they're going even harder on some kind of simulated fundamental force type stuff it just it just seems like these sandboxes expanding pretty dramatically here yeah, that uh, that's a, the kind of takeaway I got, which is like, oh, they are they moving more in a survival Zelda fashion where you're now crafting more weapons, you're crafting more vehicles to um are you going to have to find are you going to chop these trees down to make your raft and go, then go find the pieces because they do say um even all the vehicles they've shown previously, which I kind of seem like I think people people kind of gathered that these were crafted vehicles not found vehicles in that in that last trailer yeah they show screenshots from that trailer of those vehicles yeah they they did have a little bit of a look of kind of user-made ugc (laughs) generate user-generated content but it was nice for them to say explicitly like hey none of those vehicles you saw last time are things we put in the game those are just things that somebody can make I do wonder um, if you'll find blueprints that are like, oh, here's a sailboat blueprint. Like you need, you know, three sticks, one cloth. I bet you will get at le- very minimum like some kind of tutorialized. Hey, here's a couple of different vehicle types right. you can build. Now go nuts. And, right. and like the the what looks like some logic you can build into these things. Like there's this raft with a sail on it where he's sailing across a pond, and then he yeah. whacks the fans, and now it starts flying. I like do plane boat cars coming back. I wonder if they how they'll how I shouldn't say if I wonder how they'll implement your build limit in terms of how many vehicles and parts you know um, like you can have in this world. Can I build a can I build an army of sailboats? Right? Or are they going to be like, no, man, you've already hit your build limit. Right? Like you can only attach say you know a dozen objects at a time or something like that. Yeah, in total in the world, right, you know, right. like, it's like it's like oh, next time you slap something on here, another part the last the, the last part <laughs> in the queue that you put on is going to fall off or something. Yes, or 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 um, what did they do in another game where the rain had durability and it was basically if you leave this thing out, or maybe that was in um. Death Stranding, a very similar game, where it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that had a- death rain in it was the thing. Well, uh, what I'm saying is like, maybe this will be like, oh, here's here's our way of maintaining the world. That's like, oh, it'll wipe out every once in a while because of mm-hmm. the what's the what's the eclipse in this? The dark blood moon. Is it the blood moon in the blood breath moon, of the wild? I think it was like, hey, things don't last past the blood moon. If your vehicles are there, they're just going to get burned down and, and, yeah. and tossed. They need something. Otherwise, you'd have just way too much crap littered in the world. Yeah, I think like Fuse and Ultra Hand were the things that really stood out to me here, but um, Ascend is also a weird power because you can just kind of <laughs> port through any ceiling above you, no matter how thick it is. I think that one might be my favorite because it's That's, so random. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's it, very much, it's literally just like, let's just put a wall hack in this game. And like, the, the way the way they uh, do it in the voiceover again is like, 
basically like in the old game you had to climb now right. you can just go through ceilings yeah, yeah kind of there like, has to like be a fuse. ceiling though <laughs> kind of, yeah kind of like fuse and durability that almost came off to me like uh eh, people kind of got annoyed at the stamina and climbing mechanics so let's just give them another easy shortcut to get around here so this is one that i wonder i mean they must know this when they're programming this but this is when i wonder where people are going to be like okay you got your first move is get ascend, and if you go to this o- overhang, you can kind of clip through to the top of this thing in yeah, a plate where you're not supposed to. The the potential for physics exploits in this seems pretty large. The thing I thought they were building up to with ascend when they were like, there has to be a ceiling above you. Yeah, I thought they were going to say like, by the way, those sky islands that are like five miles up in the sky count as ceilings. Sure, you can just ascend from the ground right up to those. I don't think that's the case. But or or uh, we'll just roll in the last one here. They they kind of show these. Uh, it's called recall. This was maybe oh, right. the least yeah. the least kind of exciting one, but it's basically rewinding time for certain objects, and they show yeah. this platform descending, and they're like, "Oh, you missed the platform, but you can use recall to rewind the time yeah. line just- of it." But it was that one is the most just straight up like portal or portal esque, yeah. I think kind of puzzle solving mechanic of just like yeah, just rewind objects, motion through space and ride on them if you want or whatever. But I was wondering if that if you could use that to be like oh can you can you warp th- get it above you warp through it as a ceiling then rewind it more warp through it again to ascend with the kind of like um uh, pull the thing back. I don't know if that counts. What's a ceiling? What is a ceiling really? What's the difference between a ceiling and a platform? Bottom of a platform. I was I got really excited for this. Like, yeah, uh, this uh, this looks way crazier than I was expecting. I mean, it feels uh, like extensions of the sandbox tools that they were already playing yeah, around with in the first game. Sure. Like, none of it is like that far afield. It feels like okay, we just want to escalate the shit out of what we were yeah. doing in the last game. Yeah, it, it kind of like I've sort of quietly been thinking of this as the Majora's Mask, where Majora's Mask was Ocarina but with weird ass mechanics. Mm-hmm. that they wanted to experiment with and this kind of feels sort of like that of you know same game world same same base map with a bunch of new stuff built on it and all these crazy new mechanics they came up with like is it this can you explore the same world are you gonna be able to like be ascending through old level because uh, you know it is the same map when my, they programmed that old map i'm sure they didn't account for people coming through ceilings and stuff you know yeah, it's hard it's hard to say i don't i don't know i mean I, who knows what's changed on the map but my understanding is that the general layout is the same as the first game okay but with all these islands i do have a question for you and i'm sorry if this is um going to make some of our audience gasp but uh, what is the Zonai or Zonai stuff people are talking Z-O-N-A-I. Yeah, I saw you're picking up some Zonai materials in this. I'm not sure. Uh, like, I saw people getting very excited for that also in relation to this. Like, kind of, uh, it's happening! And, but I wasn't really sure what that is. I, I wasn't sure know. if that's the ancients or pre-ancients or what's going on there. So maybe somebody can fill me in on on the Discord or something. Just message me. Legend of Zelda's Zonai theories are back after Uh, new Tears of the Kingdom trailer. That's right. Says this Polygon headline. What does Uh, that mean? An unseen prehistoric tribe of barbarians, apparently. Yeah, it seems like like some of the like armor and ancient artifact stuff from Breath of the Wild was was Zonai stuff. I don't know what people are theorizing is going to happen here. Okay. Exactly. Where does this one fall in the in the Oh man! Timeline. The, don't don't make I, me. No, I have to be more specific than timeline. In the the Ganon is dead timeline. Don't, don't, don't make it? me dust off this copy of Hyrule uh-huh. Historia that I don't own. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh, is this I, is this one of the earlier ones? 
I, I, I could not tell you where Breath of the Wild falls. I, or is this one of the later ones? I forget. I, Every time a new Zelda comes out, I always look it all up again. I, I resist any and all attempts to create a, an overarching Zelda chronology. <laughs> like, I just find it to be a <laughs> exercise in absurdity. I love it, and I also recognize it to be the most, like, uh, shoehorned into mm, a thing. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. Like. It's not necessarily fan fiction, but it's as close to fan fiction as you. It is printed in. I do have the high roller story. It's printed in this book, but um, you know, I find it fun when they had to go into branching timelines. Is when it was like, okay, we are, we have gone too far. You yeah, you, you couldn't I, even make this work anymore. Yeah. Well, now you can like, put a giant boulder on the end of the timeline branches. So <laughs> fuse it together. Yeah. I don't know. I've, Look, man. I I I I'm I'm gonna play this one. I bounce pretty hard off of Breath of the Wild, and I think part of the reason is that inherently, when I play one of these games, I kind of just want to be getting a boomerang and a master sword and a hook shot and all that kind of stuff. And I I respect that they are doing something buck wild with this, and it is a mm-hmm. different approach. It's maybe just not what I'm looking for for Zelda, but I'm going to give this one a shot because I saw enough that I did like about the first one. I just w- I just didn't grab me. Maybe this will be the one. I don't know. Well, this, now- th- this looks like the kind of thing that I get the most excited about in video games these days. It's just a big-ass sandbox full of tools that like kind of game design mechanical Legos to try sticking together in different ways. Yeah, you like to fuck around like, I, a lot more, I think, I just, than I, I do. Just, I just I live for that like I live for that moment of being in a situation trying to overcome something and then just a little light bulb moment of like oh my god I could do this and this I could put these together oh my god that works that's amazing I I also really like that it seemed like I don't know, let's say thirty to forty five second long drop off of that sky island like was a kind of cool big space uh, there's something about that scale I really liked of yeah. oh this this seems genuinely kind of far to be up there when link just kind of fell off the world and started uh falling yeah i I like breath of the wild i didn't i didn't love it as much as some people did but um this has been i think for the same reasons brad this stuff these oh what can you make how can how can you get around the intended purpose for some of these things yeah or even even just like what kind of improbable fuse combinations did they come up with in here that i don't expect yes um, uh, so yeah, this is soon, right? Yeah, May. I forget what the date it is. Oh, it's in May. May is soon. That's only like a month and yeah, change now. Yeah, they're, he's they're done. He says, and yeah, development, development has completed. Jeez, uh, March or May twelfth. This is the most excited I've been for this game, and I'm glad yeah. they they put this gameplay stuff out because yes. Um, uh, I, I was I was thinking, you know, listen, I didn't love Breath of the Wild, but like I'll go back in for more puzzles, but. Seeing all this stuff with the new, that these are new uh, dedicated features is is pretty cool. Uh, That is the new, um, is it Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom? No, uh, no, 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 no. it's just Zelda, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. Okay. Uh, It's a new Tears of the Kingdom uh, trailer. You should go check it out if you're interested. It's like, what, 14 minutes as a gameplay? Uh, About 10 minutes of gameplay. Yeah. Uh, Nice nice to see it. Nice to see it running. Nice (laughs) to know that it like. It seems like performance is basically going to be fine. It does look kind of low res in spots. Hard, hard to tell. Hard to tell. Much, hard, hard to tell how much YouTube compression is playing a factor there, but at least it seems to run decently. I hope. So. Fingers crossed. Let's see what the the village, the Kekarika village of this game is, or the waterfall is, or the rain of this. Game it was is. the yeah, at least on Wii U. It was the Zora area by far. 
was like fucking frame rate in the teens, man. It was rough, but that's what I get for playing it on a Wii U, I guess. Best version. Uh, Switch Switch had some issues too. Yeah, Switch was not perfect. Uh, we're going uh, woo 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 woo. It's the E3 alarm. We have more. Oh, E3 news. Unfortunately, uh, that alarm is we? the one that you normally hear on an EKG meter when someone is dying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, bold, bold prediction here. I need a crash cart for E3. Yeah, no, oh. he's, he's flatlining. <laughs> oh god, prediction. we have no pulse. There's no Ubisoft. <laughs> Fuck. There's, there's not. There's not going to be an E3. That's my you prediction. think. You think they're going to just scrap it? I, Dude, I, I think mean, they're that was have IGN to. story all but says that. Yeah. I know these. I know there's like a little doom and gloom prognosticating. Or was it? Was the quote in there? This nah, show son, cannot happen. It ain't that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, Brad, why don't you kick us off? Why are, why are we talking about this? Surely Ubisoft, the ones who said if there's an E3, we'll be yeah, there. Uh, that quote from Eve Guillermo about like, it, it, it we'll be there if there is one. Yeah. What happened? Well, I, you're helping to ensure that there isn't one, sir. Uh, Ubisoft has confirmed they will not have a presence at whatever E3 is. They will still be doing a live event in Los Angeles on June 12th, which is right, gotta in, be. right in the E3 window. That's that to me says this ain't working out, man. If we're still, we're still got our LA plans in at the same time, parallel to this, we just don't want to sign up with your gig. That is, that's reads as something bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then this IGN story came out that essentially describes like kind of this chicken and egg process of like, everybody's afraid to commit to doing E3. And so because everybody's afraid to commit to E3, E3 is not happening. You know, it's like mm-hmm. if they'd gotten buy-in from everybody, it would be fine. But because every publisher is looking at every publisher going, yeah. are they buying in? Right. Should we do it? We don't want to be the ones looking foolish who for signing up when nobody else did. Somebody's got a blank here, right? But, <laughs> but I think the blinking is leaving the room. Like, uh, like as more big publishers yeah. leave, I mean, we have a bunch of confirmed not going to be at least part of the ESAZ3. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, uh, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, Ubisoft had said they were in, but they're out. This IGN article confirmed Sega. Uh, Sega, not, Sega not responded. Yeah, Sega responded to con- the request for comment to say that they would not be involved. Um, let's see. The IGN reporters also reached out to EA, Square Enix, Embracer Group, Activision Blizzard, Epic Games, Take-Two, and Warner Brothers, uh, none of whom responded. Um, EA's not going to be part of this. Yeah, I mean, they had kind of been off the floor and doing their own thing. Oh, I'm sorry, I was looking for the line here. So none of those companies responded for comment, but then the story says IGN understands that more publishers plan to skip E3, but that they have yet to make a formal Mm. announcement. So... um. There is the there is the they mentioned in here there is the play days event taking place the week before that some publishers will be at showing games but that's a much smaller like kind of press only and that's the Keeley back press part of it okay. like you know he also does summer games fest um but that that's like an in person event where people go and play games and potentially like take footage or talk to developers uh, but much more of a traditional press event um. Yeah, it it, I mean, it is. It was looking it was looking pretty likely for like months now, but it really seems like it's kind of a done deal at this point that like this is not happening. I'm certainly to not wonder, the way. Sorry, go ahead. Certainly not the way they wanted to, and maybe not at all. Yeah, 
I, I'm starting to wonder if Reed Pop is maybe wondering if they got a lemon here. Like, yeah, if they it, got sold a bill of goods. Yeah, because I, I have to imagine that when this deal was being put together, someone told them it's like, if you put your resources behind this, the publishers, they will come. And yeah. it they did not come. Like, who knows how it would have gone down with the stuff they were saying early on when they first got the contract or whatever. When it was first announced that Reed would be running the show, like the stuff they were saying was like, okay, this sounds promising. They sound yeah. like they, they know that they've got their work cut out for them, but that they understand what was valuable about E3. Like maybe this will work out, but it also, there's also some reporting in here that people inside of Reed pop feel kind of betrayed or left holding the bag. Oh here. yeah. I think, I think that um, article goes on to say they're having a corporate or a, a, a leadership change out, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That I don't, I don't get the sense for that, a bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I don't get the sense that that's related to this, but it can't be helping. Right. Whatever, whatever's being done internally. Um, but yeah, it's, it sounds like, sounds like they're feeling burned about this process. Like where's the ESA and all of this? I wonder. Yeah. I don't, I don't Not know. mentioned man. here. Right. It's, um, um Look, it's there's a lot going on right now. I think in terms of publishers figuring out what is important to them in terms of you know getting their message to their audience and people to buy games and all of this stuff. I don't know where E3 fits into that. It hasn't it, felt it, like it has it in a while. It doesn't. No. Um, we are going to get to this later, but there's also been a lot of turnover in the industry in terms of. Uh, uh, I don't really actually. I was just going to say there's been layoffs in within the industry, and there's another story about the EA's layoffs. But also, there's been a lot of spending and profit in the industry. So I really don't know what is going on in terms of bottom line stuff and where they want to put their money. But it just it does seem like it, we talked about this with, U, with the Ubisoft. It's not like they don't want to do a presentation in LA during that week. They don't want to pay whatever fee or play ball with whatever is going on with E3 to make that happen as a joint venture. So I don't know what those contracts look like. This IGN story, you know, kind of says it explicitly here. A lot of these companies worked with Reed to say, what do we want from an E3? And then we're like, nah, you know, we also don't want it. We're not actually going to invest. It's like hard to be feel, feel sympathetic for Reed pop or anything, you know, the E3 like that, but it does seem like that's kind of fucked up yeah. you know, in a way. Uh, to be like, what we made the thing you said you wanted, and like, yeah, yeah, I don't know, yeah. you didn't make we, it good enough. But but also, we're just we're going to be down there anyway, so we're still going to do our thing. So yeah, uh, no hard I mean, feelings. You want right? to roll by? You're welcome to, but we're not <laughs> we're not here to to help you out in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I don't know. I, so what is this? What is the current state of E3 ticket sales? Are they available? Okay, there are none. Okay, yes. so it's just registration for press. Yes. Okay. Whew. Man. Weird stuff. Actually, let me just double check here and make sure that's the case. I feel like we would have heard prices if there were ticket sales. Yeah, okay, yes. I just I confirmed on because there is a buy tickets button on their site. I just wanted to make sure, but it just takes you to a kind of coming soon okay. sort of thing. Um Man, like what? They must have that convention space booked out already, right? I what is gonna happen? <laughs> I don't know. At some point, you probably lose less by cl by not having it than by having it and not filling it. You know, mm -hmm. like whatever, whatever yeah. guarantee you have for that space and whatever you have to do, you're like, we're just taking this loss yeah. and um, versus 
uh, the other stuff. And, you know, I think, Brad, like you mentioned in this article mentions, you probably get this really horrible snowball effect. As more people go, it's impossible to get more people to come back on. You know, it's just like, yeah. I don't know, nobody's going to this thing. Yes. It's like it's like getting invited to something and then finding out all the people you want to see at that party are not going to be there. And mm-hmm. it just makes it less likely to be like, I don't know, I guess I could go. I don't know. Maybe we'll just stop by for a couple of minutes and just say, you know what? Nah, I'm, I'm. But we are having a party on across the street <laughs> with a bunch of your friends. Sorry, I had a thing I actually had to get to. I just wanted to drop this bottle of wine off. Gotta go. Gotta go across the street to where the actual party is. Yeah. Um, hang out in this parking lot. Yep. All right. They got a barbecue uh, over there. Mm-hmm. That is E3 2023, which for all intents and purposes is not that far away because it is like three months. And at, yet so far away. It bar- barely, like. barely over two months at this point, about two and a half months. Yeah. It's like at, or less by uh, this point, we would probably have a schedule, not, oh yeah. not appointments booked necessarily, but like we would probably no. have at least lodging Tradi- and stuff. Um, late March. It's kind of just a tad bit early, but traditionally appointment invites would start going out in like two, three weeks from now for like the you earliest get your, ones. You get your showing unknown game, unknown game. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. There would be a whole lot of okay. Who is this? What is the caliber <laughs> of company who is trying to get me to come see a game without telling me what it is? Are they likely? Is it likely to be worth it? Let's figure it out. But unknown. Um, game. Yeah, like they point out in the story, like the publishers for sure would have like very rigid plans in place by now for. Right. You know, what their marketing spend was and travel and the whole thing. And like none of that is there. So it's just like almost can't happen at this point. And I'll say, I don't, I don't talk to too many people about this. You guys probably do more, but it seems like within the coverage industry, a lot of people are just like, I don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. That one does. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, like, am I going to, are you going to E3? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, all right, let's move on into, uh, this was kind of a weird one out of left field for me, but maybe other people knew about it. Brad, tell me what's going on with the multiverses. Uh, they shut the beta down the open beta for multiverses, a game that I thought was just in wide release. You know, you, yeah, the open beta, everyone clearly knew about mm. because you are not the only person <laughs> I've seen make that comment. And let me tell you right now, I had no idea this game was an like, open beta. Like the open beta of a game that has been in the state for like, well, I started to say close to a year. That's not quite fair. I think the the closed test was about this time last year. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I don't remember. It's been out like the better part of a year in, in just the form of anybody can download and play this and put money into and it. Put money into it. That's kind of a key distinction here. Um, but apparently they were kind of taking this beta period seriously and are closing the game down at the end of June. So you still got, you know, three months to play it, but. And you can play it single player. Like they're taking most of the online stuff off. It sounds like if you have it downloaded, you'll still be able to play, um, offline. uh, I think that, I think it's completely unavailable after June 25th, I believe. Uh, this says during this downtime, all online modes and features will be unavailable. You will have limited offline access to the training room. Oh, training room. Yes. And local local matches. matches, Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, and you, you keep what, I guess some of the stuff you paid for was it in this fact. It said gleamium. Is that the name of it? I guess that's the currency. I'd (laughs) people, people really like this. This is the sort of Warner brothers cinematic universe. Mm. Smash brothers, like Mm -hmm. platform fighter. If people don't remember, like it did way better than I expected. Like 
in terms of its kind of the uptake in the fighting game community and stuff. People were like, this game's actually quite good. Um, but I don't know how it's doing now. I don't know where the numbers are at. I mean, they say they're like, Hey, we've learned a lot, but we still have a lot of work left to do. Um, we're going to be rebalancing and redoing X, Y, and Z until next year. Like it's going offline in late June and coming back in early 2024. So it's like a good long while for this thing to be unavailable. It's kind of, I have not seen something like this before. And again, yeah. I mean, I granted I had not played it a great deal since like the first month after it came out. I don't think I had a great perception that this was still an open beta. <laughs> yeah, I really well, thought this was just the game. I mean, typically that language is meaningless because even when they say it's an open beta, it's really you you know it's really just out. Like they'll they'll say it's here it is it's it's open beta everybody can play and it's like okay yes I uh huh sure that game's I mean, just out come on. I- I clicked another article from November 2022 on the uh, uh, com site, official site, called Season 2. Hey there, MVS community. We wanted to take a moment to talk about some of the awesome things that are on the way in Season 2 and reflect some of our big Season 1 milestones, which doesn't sound like talk you would do for an open beta, right? Like, mm. sounds like talk you would do for a game that's out. So, oh. you know. Hang on. Oh. What? what? Oh. What? Uh, posted as of three minutes ago. What? E3 has been canceled. Whoa! <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> b- breaking news? IGN oh, is reporting. Uh, oh, man. IGN is confirming what a headline. that the event has been canceled. What a headline. E3. So nobody's going to E3? This is the ESA announcing the Entertainment Software Association confirmed. Oh, they didn't announce it. Sounds like it's an internal and- email. Yeah, it sounds like they confirmed to its member companies and somebody. We should always do the podcast on Thursday, uh, record on Thursday from now on. Look at all this stuff. Uh, Yeah, geez. IGN can confirm. E3 has been canceled. Supposed to be held on June 13th, 16th. Uh, They're never doing another one of these. No, that's yes. That's nope, it. It's done. No, it's they will do. They will do like done. ten nope, years from fucking, now. Somebody will be like, nah, "I'm bringing E3 back, it's nah, like a Woodstock style," nope, and they'll nope, do two nah, of them. We're done. Oh well, man, did, simply did not garner the sustained interest necessary to execute it in a way that would showcase the size, strength, and impact of our industry. That is a that very was, fancy way of saying that dog won't hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Whatever the writing was on the wall for this. We were literally reading that writing like five minutes ago. <laughs> That's well, right. no, I mean, the kind of the mental, the mental sort of milestone in my head is 2016 because that's the year they showed Breath of the Wild playable on the show floor. Yeah. And then meaning that's the year that we went and played that game and then sat down right next to that booth on the show floor and recorded a podcast about it. Yeah. Because there should never have been enough empty floor space and enough relative quiet on the show floor of E3 to record a podcast. Sit crisscross applesauce on a carpet and just... Like, it should never have been quiet enough in here to for these microphones to pick this up. Like, that was the moment that I looked around and went, man, this thing is, is shrinking. Like, what is going on here? And that was seven years ago. So, has there been... There was one off year or no? Was it just... Um, or was it virtual during uh, the COVID time? Uh, it- well, remember 2020 was the year that... So they were trying to retool it then, and that was the year that like I am eight bit had been contracted to help plan yes. the show. Okay, and then you started hearing rumors that like that was not stuff going was not well. going well, and then I am eight bit 
pulled out of that agreement. Okay. And then the pandemic happened and work from home started. And then like the day after that, it got out that like, Hey, E3's canceled this year. And it okay. was very, very much at the time I looked at that as like, boy, they sure did, sure, they sure did get to piggyback on what's going on with the pandemic to right. say, Hey, we're responsibly not holding an in-person event this year. And I was like, you weren't sure you were going to be able to do that anyway, but so I, I'll say this. Listen, if you want to come hang out for not E3 during E3 week, because it still sounds like there's a bunch of press conferences and uh, uh, stuff that'll be going up, we'll probably be doing something, uh, watching some video games uh, being We presented. will watch someone play some, or talk yeah. about some video games somewhere this summer. That will yes. happen. Will E3 be that different without E3? I don't know, actually. We'll see. At least yeah. for on, in terms for us, sorry, on the on the publisher and uh, feet on the ground, and obviously, and all the union guys. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, build those booths, and there's a lot well, of work. They'll there. go build something else. Yes, another PAX in yeah. the summer. Uh, all right. Thanks, Alex, for breaking that news here. Sorry to interrupt, but uh, this yeah. just broke. So, uh, <laughs> and multiverses. So uh, anyway, yeah. that thing, yeah, yeah. Get your yeah. multiverses anyway, yeah. in there. They say it'll be back early next year. I don't really have any reason to doubt them, but that does seem like a pretty big gap for something that built up a good amount of momentum. You're talking about multiverses, not yes. E3. Yes. Okay. Yes. But E3, you think will not be back? No, absolutely okay. not. Uh, all right. It was uh, dead three years ago. <laughs> They just finally got around to burying the body. This they yes, they attempted this necromancy this year. It did not uh, pay off. I mentioned this uh before, but there were more layoffs within the let's call it the bigger tech sphere, but specifically within the gaming sphere. Uh EA is going to be laying off more than 700 employees across its businesses. That's 6% apparently of the uh employees at EA. Well, I guess almost 1,300 employees. Man, is, I guess that's worldwide, but that still seems like a big number. Yeah. Uh, the, the kind of takeaway from this article was that they are not claiming like uh, um, profit loss here or that the books didn't work out. They are saying their long-term goals might be kind of there, but in the short term, they're up in, in terms of money brought in and, and revenue. So they're kind of not like everyone else that's like we're contracting because of market contraction and all that they're kind of saying we're pretty in a pretty strong position here yep and, just and don't have anything for these people to do so goodbye yeah um uh andrew wilson everybody this is the problem with e3 going away are, are we going to be able to recognize our ceos anymore uh andrew wilson he's the one that looks remember. like a robot yes uh he he, he said um you know ea is actually gaining momentum uh, and then was like, well, we have to lay people off. God, I just, you, I just realized, I don't know if we should get into it. There is a little bit of a Jude law in AI kind of quality I've, there. I've literally oh, yeah. made that joke. That's yeah, okay. a joke okay. about him being the gigolo bot. Yes. That okay. is totally so, who he is. So as soon as you said robot, that's exactly the image that came to mind. Uh, they, EA did not say specifically from where these cuts will be, what department, uh, they've kind of said, I'm going to read this though. It pains me to read it because, um, it, it's such a corporate speak thing. Let me just find it. It's like what they are focusing on building games and experiences that entertain massive online communities, creating blockbuster interactive storytelling and amplifying the power of community in and around our games with social and creator tools. That's where they're focusing and anything that doesn't align with that can hit the bricks. Yeah. Um, so 
you know, our thought is, of course, I hope everybody who's affected by this finds work. It sounds like th- this is on the heels of a lot of other layoffs that are happening, uh, some bigger than others. So it sounds kind of rough out there in tech right now. As people contract, this article that I'm reading on Polygon and the reporting on it doesn't really also cannot find a good reason for EA to be laying these people off other than it seems like maybe they are following suit yeah. from other layoffs. That's something you see in the techosphere said over and over is that like once one company starts doing layoffs, all the other boards of the other big companies all look at that and go, well, we need to clearly it's just like something is in something gets into the water, you know. Like are are, are our goals aligned? Something, Maybe we need to figure out in, our goals are aligned, and by that I mean we need to yeah. cut about uh, seven hundred fucking people. Some some something gets into the water that makes all the board members of big companies go like, we have to lay off people. We've got to start cut making cuts. Everybody else is doing it. Or maybe they're like, if our number is just smaller than the other guy's number, we can hide in the background and do these layoffs without it come getting the front page. Just make sure we we stay underneath Microsoft, and then yeah. uh, you know they'll they'll be the bigger one. So yeah, that's a lot of people. That's seven hundred jobs. Um, I hope those folks find. Uh, they they did say in this article they're looking to if for positions that can't be reassigned, they are looking to do severance packages and to take care with other benefits. You know, I don't know what that means. I'm not a member of EA, so uh, good luck to everybody looking for jobs. They're out out in the post EA world. Uh, we're gonna end here. Our last story we have queued up is, of course, about path tracing. What else would it be? Mm-hmm. Of course, this is something, I put this in here as a little little gift to myself. Mm-hmm. So something, something I did for me. It's a treat. Uh-huh. Uh, this got announced at GDC. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 is getting a full path tracing mode, which is a pretty damn big deal in this type of advanced graphics because the only other games that have, since, since the advent of real-time ray tracing, three four four years ago now Hmm. the only other games that have gotten full path tracing so far are minecraft quake 2 and that portal rtx mod that just came out so all all kind of small scale retro experiments so far so for a game of the kind of scope and production value of cyberpunk to get it is kind of a pretty big deal on multiple levels can I, can I ask you kind of a um, maybe what might be a dumb question was most certainly a dumb question, but um, I, I allow me indulge me if you will. Sure. Does, pa- does path tracing mean you are, are are absolutely turning off most global illumination within a scene to um, actually kind of render just I, accurate light sources? I mean, I'm certainly not an academic graphics researcher, but my I guess my best understanding of path tracing is basically ray tracing, but more. Like it's just a much more fully robust and generalized version of it. Are you doing is, more bounces and more, more emitted yeah, light sources? It, it has something to do with the kind of ray casting distribution and how many bounces and a bunch of stuff like that. But like, okay. But it's not um, every single light you see was cast from something that it, it's not. It, 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 my understanding it is kind of, kind of everything you see in, in a lighting context on screen is being done all by the same model. Okay. All by, that's pretty intense. All, all by light bounces. So, you know, any kind of like ambient colored lighting bouncing off multiple surfaces and kind of all the, all the refraction and soft shadows and all the stuff, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of the closest to like, we are just trying to simulate light fully here. Okay. As, so as nothing should be baked get. in at that point no, or, definitely or not. To, to our understanding. Definitely okay. not. Definitely not. And that's like, pretty wild, you know, and how you know that this shit is serious is that those, like when I got my 3080 at launch a couple of years ago, 
like all the other stuff I played was like, yeah, okay, fine. This is cool. And then I played that Quake 2 thing they put out. Fans all went to max, <laughs> mm-hmm. like computer roaring oh, and like man. barely getting 60 frames a second in it. And that's Quake 2, you know? So what like is that. this supposed to... Is anybody going to be actually be able to run this? I don't know. I don't <laughs> believe they have really gotten serious about the specs to run this yet. Mm. Um, it's coming out on April 11th, which is uh, as of right now, which is not that far off. Um, it's just... On one level, it's cool that there is a like good, solid, very hardcore kind of new benchmarking standard mm. for this type of hardware and this type of technique. Um, it's also just going to be really cool again to see a game this detailed with this kind of uh, these kinds of effects. I am very curious to see what it takes to run it, though. And and to your knowledge, they had um, CD Projekt Red or is it CD Projekt? Who is it? I always get them confused now. I think it's CD Projekt Red. Uh, yes. Uh, they have not put out any video or like um, anything that's my, like, hey, here's what we expect it my, to look like. My understanding is that GDC attendees, people who got meetings with NVIDIA for this, got to see footage of it. Okay. I don't think that footage has been released yet. Not that I've seen anywhere. Okay. Um, I mean, this is also kind of a good stealth marketing for other features on these cards like DLSS3, you know, because it's basically like, hey – you're going to need literally everything you can get to run this at playable frame rates. So yeah. here's it. Here's us pushing this to the absolute limit uh, and even having to utilize every shortcut we can to just make this work. I can't wait to try this out at um, 640 by 480 on yep. my, uh, mm-hmm. on my PC. Um, and I guess it seems like it's whatever. We don't have to spend forever on tech talk here. It seems like NVIDIA has put out a path tracing SDK alongside this. Hmm. Um, which, you know, should be helpful for people working on such features. You know, <clears throat> uh, this stuff looks so cool that when I see it, that if developers get out there and they just tell me that their small game is path, tra- one room game, which is glass shelves, is path traced, I still want to see it because there's a novelty there. Yeah. So if any developer is out there and, and wants to make a small scope game with path tracing, I will still want to check that out. Yeah. Demos I- and stuff. Yeah, I'm still like just super hungry for anything like that that I can get my hands on. Like that um, Minecraft stuff was very cool. Dude, that shit's so say. awesome. Like making that hall of mirrors out of all those glass blocks. It's cool. And and like making, you know, just combining different colored things together and just playing with it all. It's uh, fun. So yeah, that's in a couple of weeks, a few weeks here, just two uh, actually to maybe possibly at least see video of somebody running it somewhere uh because i'm yeah, sure this is gonna yes. be a system I, melter I, I i really look forward to alex patalia's video from digital foundry on this like the video he did of regular like cyberpunk shipped with very a very good ray tracing implementation already if you actually want to go pull up the video he did a couple of years ago on that there's a ton of good side by side even of a more limited ray tracing implementation side by side with the traditional stuff where you can really see um, the subtlety that's there. Anyway, never been a better time to go back to cyberpunk. Unless, maybe? Yeah, maybe. I've, I've been kicking around this idea that maybe yeah. that should be a thing that we I'd, stream at some point. I, I I would not mind playing that game. Finally. I mean, that DLC is coming out this year, supposedly. And it sounds like once that's in would maybe that plus this would be a good, a good time to go back again. If this even runs like on some, human level of computer um, yeah. 
So we'll we'll see. This sounds like it's going to be pretty intense. Well, even without, I mean, like it just the, yes, the stuff that right. like the regular ray tracing and just sort of like general overhauls of that game. Again, I have not touched it since launch, so I would love to maybe finally sit down and see what that thing finally turned into. Yeah, same. same. My yeah. my understanding is that DLC is kind of one of those mid game things of you know, ah, uh, these missions become available halfway through the game. It's not necessarily something you'd want to load into from a clear save. Okay. But if you were playing through the game start to finish, like you'll just have access to that stuff. Um, one other quick question here, just to c- clarify. This is NVIDIA-based only, yeah. right? This is not. I, yes, probably. Okay. I, well, probably. Hard to, uh, this SDK, they, they do, the name of this SDK is the RTX Plus Path Tracing SDK, and RTX is an NVIDIA trademark. It very okay. much seems like it probably relies on their specific hardware. Okay, yeah. Um, I don't wanna... like it. It's that's been a thing so far. Like that first version of Quake Two RTX only ran on the NVIDIA the twenty series RTX cards with like custom NVIDIA extensions or whatever. At some point, they updated that thing with the more general Vulcan okay. tracing stuff, and at that point, it also ran on AMD hardware. I know there's a you know more than a more than a uh, more than a lot now of people who have switched over to AMD systems. Yes, that, um... yes, that's definitely I think the more cost effective option this generation. Yeah. For sure. And, and seem to really love it to the yeah, point where I was yeah. like, man, maybe, maybe on one of these machines I might throw it in. I mean, they're still expensive cards at the, yeah. at the top. Other, end, so. other than the ray tracing performance, those are very competitive cards. All right. That is uh, cyberpunk getting uh, some path tracing and it's a full, the full game will run path trace. That's the idea. Yeah. It's not just like a segment of it or a demo. Yeah, it's the, as far as, as far as I know, it's the whole thing here. Um, and that's from GDC. Uh, we talked about that Zelda trailer. <laughs> we had E3, which is now that story to be corrected, which is there is no more E3 for 2023 at the very least, possibly going forward in definite future. Multiverse is shutting down its beta. If you happen to be playing in the beta, that will be shutting down. And layoffs over at EA. That's the news. And I'm just going to remind people because um, uh, some of these game names I know uh, aren't the most popular, but we did cover uh, the games I really liked there. Dredge and Lunark are the two games that uh, if you're looking to get into. And Helgeneers was also a lot of fun too. So uh, might not have been on your radar, but you should check those out. We have an email address. It is podcast at nextlander.com. That is podcast at nextlander.com. But uh, we are not going to do emails this week. As we try to shuffle around our bodies and ourselves, we're late enough as it is. Let's uh, yeah. let's get this one out the door. Yeah, we're trying to get back online to some semblance of a schedule. Um, if you're listening to this, also, we're probably going to be moving the patrons' choice stream to Monday, and we're going to jump into some stuff on Friday, uh, normal stream stuff with the patrons' choice being on Monday. So if you're looking for uh, the patrons' choice poll, that should be going up in the near future, and that stream will be on Monday. So just kind of a scheduling change there as we had to shuffle some stuff around but we are getting the train back on the the choo-choo tracks uh for for next week and uh it'll give us a good chance to maybe jump into some rock a city tomorrow right Uh Uh uh-huh all right it'll give us a good chance to maybe check out some lunark and dredge also okay there we go yeah those are games Um, yes those are games uh I want to thank everybody for supporting us. You can go over to patreon.com slash nextlander. That's where we have a bunch of tiers there where you can find things like the Ramblecast. Never been a better podcast, which was recorded with Abby Russell and Dan Reichert. 
Uh, that'll be going up next week. You can check that out. Still got to edit that. Uh, we got the Watchcast. We have finished Michelle Yeomonth with Everything Everywhere All at Once, which is currently up on the patron tier side of things. And we recorded this week a little gem called Super Mario Brothers Movie. Not the newly re-released one. No, no. They no. don't invite the us li- to press screenings of things like that. <laughs> the live action one. Uh, you can check that out going up next week. There is one tier, though, over there on that Patreon, that patreon.com slash nextlander that gets their names read on this here show. It's a mysterious benefactor tier, and I'm very honored and excited to read those names to you today, starting with John Richardson, RRE, Vornak, Kelly F., James Smith, Brian Lucier, Skywarp, John Hubbard, Sean Miller, Evan Cook, Mark Wilhelm, JM, Jerry Lee, Gary Pejke, Robert Fisher, John McInnes, Octothorpe Betwixt Jobs Crimes, Peter Reardon, Thomas Lynn, Jad Rita, Statics, Andrew Jackson, Raz Grizz 2, Brian Murphy, Trevor and Adrian R, Randy Duax, Andrew Teepkin, Alex Wu, It's Me JP, Matt Clements Jr., Edward Chick, Andrew Slosky, Steve Lynn, Matthew Herrig, David Campos, and Tyler Treese. And I want to say again to those mysterious benefactors, I see you and I see your names every single week and I want to thank you for being there. A lot of you for a long time now and I really do appreciate it and we all do. Thank you for being a friend. (laughs) Thank you for being a friend. And thanks to everyone, all of our supporters over on patreon.com slash nextlander. I thank all of you. Again, some of you very longtime supporters. We do appreciate it. Can't do it without you. Couldn't make it happen. Been there for a long time. Some of you, even before nextlander, coming along for the entire ride. Some of you with nextlander coming along for this entire ride. Uh, thanks everybody for checking our stuff out on Twitch, on YouTube, and listening to this here podcast, recommending it to all your friends as the number one podcast going on right now. I mean, it's just, it's tough to wear the crown, but that's, that's our responsibility. We don't take lightly. Um, thank you, Brad. Thank you, Alex. Again, uh, this one going up a little bit later due to some scheduling tomfoolery, but we are getting things back. We're going to have to adjust a little bit more towards the end of the week here just to make things nice and tidy. But we'll get stuff going. And a reminder, next week will be our last full week until our break in the office. I actually won't be here Thursday, so that's not appropriately or uh, totally accurate. But we'll have stuff going on next week. Uh, But we'll be off that next week for streaming. We should have podcasts and all the like going up that week in April. That week that the the path tracing comes out. Got to go get our computers all set up for path tracing. I'm going to have to build a new computer for that. (laughs) Uh, so you can go uh, check out our podcast during that week as well. Thanks again, everybody, for supporting us. Uh, bye, Alex. Uh, bye, Brad. See you guys tomorrow, maybe, for some Rock A City. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. See ya.